on this week's episode of The Verdict. McGregor fights Mayweather, boxer or not. The Las Vegas Golden Knights pick from the pot. And a certain someone is about to tie the knot. Court's in session. Are we going to bury the lead? Uh, I love burying the lead, but not today. We need to get this out of the way. I said it. You did. So it means you. You're tying the knot. <laughs> no, no I, a certain someone is not me. Matt, who's Ooh, tying the knot? That would be me. Myself and I. I'm tying the knot with a girl. Wow. It's fantastic. Do you, do you want to know how it went down? I mean, you know, I can, you could use it as tips, maybe? Yeah, tips. So yeah. you just went on a vacation, met a girl, and uh, proposed yeah. to her? <laughs> no, actually. I uh, took the girl with me. Wow. Now, you know, it, I don't want to sound like I got everything right, because I did, okay? It's not like one of those movie things, but it was probably the most romantic thing you'll ever see in your entire life. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, it was good. It was on the beach, we walked down a pier, there was the ocean breeze blowing in her hair, the faint sound of children laughing in the distance, playing wow. with kites. Is this really child appropriate? And, and then I descended myself with this enormous body onto a knee where I asked the magic three words and she said yes. That's exactly how it went down in my mind. Three words? Yeah. Three words. Will you? <laughs> Marry. <laughs> and then the rest was a blur. I blacked out. <laughs> but apparently she said yes. So we're going to be tying the knot. So yeah, that's all. Congratulations. That's what's been going on with me for the last few weeks. That is why there's been no Verdict podcast. I Yeah, that's why. We, we've got a new member of the Verdict family. It's true. I couldn't. Uh, new friend of the show? New friend of the show. Yes. yes. Okay, good. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be at like the Indy 500. Just yeah. As a driver goes around. Getting, you know. getting there. You've got me emotional, Matt, because uh, it's got me thinking. Where is the bachelor party going to be? Oh, that's the only question they're worth noting. It's the only thing I care about. Well, I got three words for you. This one's actually three words. The last one that was three words was not... It wasn't three words. Three words. This is three words. Okay, get the counter out. It's Vegas, baby. It's Vegas. It could be... It is Vegas, baby. It's Vegas, baby. We're doing Lax Vegas. You know why? Why? Because they have a hockey team. Yeah. That's the only reason. And they have a few things called casinos. Uh, Cash cash houses. Cash houses. Yeah. Banks. There's a couple banks there. But Uh, let's stick to the product on the ice. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go and see a hockey game. Depends on whether they're playing and depends on whether I want to watch a team lose. But already going there. The Las Vegas Golden Knights have selected the all-star team of 2018. Just a reminder to our uh, verdict listeners, it's the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. We are not we're not playing this game of dropping the loss. No, yeah. It's not the Ronto Maple Leafs. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you want to drop a word, drop the golden. Yeah. They don't even have gold helmets. They have white gloves. That's There's all true. sorts of interesting decisions being made. Enough. What about the decisions actually on the ice? Well, Matthew, it's it's an expansion draft. They're getting I think a lot of people are kidding themselves. They're not getting that great of players. They're getting players that are, what, 10th best on their own teams right now? They're not getting stars. Players that other teams didn't want to keep or protect exactly. for some kind of reason. Players with little upside. Players that aren't that talented. They're not... I'm not that high on this. 
they the most talented player they have maybe the goaltender is the face maybe. of the franchise possibly the Mark real De- Fleury what about the real deal James Neal Oh yeah, they got they he got is James the real Neal deal. Well. He's the real deal. He has the best nickname yes, out there. That is true. I rank them in many different things. Goaltending, I give them a B plus. They grab the best goalie available that they could get, but he's thirty two. It's not like you know they're drafting a goalie of the future or anything like that. And Fleury is he's a he's an average goalie. Yeah, he's yeah he's middle of the pack. Um, defensively, I I give them a C minus. I don't wow. don't give them a whole. It is lot report of card season. I like it. It is yeah I. They, they were saying they were going to get a lot of defensemen and a lot of trades and things like that happening. There was a lot of blah in uh, the blah. defense that they picked. Uh, and I think the happiest team this morning is the Minnesota Wild. Because I don't know how they managed to keep hold of uh, pretty much most of their defense core that they thought they were going to lose. They had four, I think four guys that were available to be expansion. And um, there's another name that they managed to keep too on the offensive side. Who's that, Matthew? Stahl! Mr. Stahl. The stalwart. It's true. And I don't know why the Las Vegas Golden Knights did not choose him. This is my problem with the Las Vegas draft that they did. Everybody's been... All the talk saying Vegas won't stand for losing. That people don't want to lose in the casino and then come and watch a hockey game and watch the team lose. And then they don't take a player like Eric Stahl. Who is going to actually possibly score some goals for the team. So this is my problem. Yeah, I get he's old and stuff like that, but I would have thought that would have been a play that you would have had to take. So I have very little hope for this team in the short term and no more. I, even though they had a little bit more help than previous expansions, I don't really predict it's going to be any better than any expansions. I play, no playoffs in the first five years. I think, you know what? I don't think that's such a bad thing. I think... To build a winning team, you got to build through the draft. You're not going to find stars in a in an expansion draft. Eric Stahl's not going to help you make the playoffs. No, he's over the hill. He might make you win a game though. That, like, how many games are they going to win? But that doesn't. Does that matter? That's true. But the, the, they're not the going to make the playoffs. No, they're gonna they're gonna bust out. Hope that they get the first overall pick. And by the sounds of it, they're going to have every single draft pick. So that's a way of assuring yourself that you have the first overall pick if you have everybody's first round picks um, and hope that they get an Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid or something like that that they probably won't come around but there was a team that did that in the Edmonton Oilers and it didn't work so I do have fears what they're going to copy the Oilers so you want them to take all these old guys that aren't going to help them make the playoffs and aren't going to help them long term no and I think they're doing it the right way but when everybody talks about oh Vegas will do it differently that town won't stand for losing and stuff like that if that's the case and we already predicted that in 5 to 10 years they're going to have trouble holding on to some tickets anyway especially when the Raiders come yeah when the Raiders come to to Las Vegas I don't know who's going to be really that high on the worst team in the NHL so I think there's a few problems possibly in the works um, moving forward with this team. So, Also, who are, the, who are the people going to want to come watch? Who's the big star? The real deal. <laughs> <laughs> you think these all, there's all these Las Vegas kids who just love James Steele? Nobody knows who he is No, well, in they, Las Vegas. He's the real deal. He is it's, the real deal. Yeah. You know what else was the real deal last night, Matt? Yeah. The NHL Awards. There was a real lot of dealing going on there. Was there any awards that you thought were surprises or somebody didn't deserve in this one? Or was everything kind of what you expected? 
You know what? Everything, I think, was awarded correctly except for one particular award. Oh. There was one... I'm not gonna say gigantic snub, but there was one snub in there that I I disagree with. But I know you're going to n- not disagree with me here. Oh, you know that already. I do. And that is the Rookie of the Year award. Wow. Austin I have a problem Matthews. with Austin Matthews winning this. Wow. Yeah, what is, he had what a, is the problem? He's he drafted had, first overall, and he had a spectacular first season. He didn't have the best rookie season this year. He had a great season. Don't get me wrong. Did he have the best rookie Leafs season of all time? Leafs! It's the NHL award, Matt. It's not the Leafs award. This is the problem. This All this Toronto media gives him so much hype. Everything he does gets blown out of proportion. There's a On a certain radio show in this city, there's a segment called the Matthews Minute. If he didn't play last night, do you know what they talk about? His hairstyle. Everything gets blown out of proportion. Well, I can't necessarily disagree with you. I am a fan of the Matthews Minute, to be honest. Oh, stop It's it. one of my Don't. favorite minutes out there. Minute it's... Made is another favorite minute of mine. Um, Austin Matthews is, is, is the Rookie of the Year. He he, well, yeah, he is He's the, the Rookie of the Year, but he doesn't deserve it. Well, <laughs> just because the team that he went to. So it's not really No, it's fault. because there's someone who had a better year than him. That's a rookie. Who was it? Who do you think? Patrick Laine? Wrong. Not him. It's a defenseman named Zach Wierenski on the Blue Jackets. I'm fired up, Matt. Okay. Wierenski, on a Canadian market, I believe would have won this award. He would have got the media attention that Matthews did. The guy had 46 points as a rookie defenseman. He had more assists than Matthews as a defenseman. Not His many team? people talk about them in Columbus. No. Where, where is Columbus? <laughs> Who knows? Ohio. We know that. <laughs> Where's Ohio? He's a rookie that is a stud defenseman. Every team would drop their drawers for this guy. You Give have him a some point. Love. You have a point. But when you're the first overall pick and you have to deal with the hype and you score all goals on your debut. That doesn't matter. That it, doesn't. But it pretty much seals right there that you have the media's attention. So... I, I don't think it's Austin. I think it's a good thing from Austin Matthews, Matthews that he has the media attention. It's because he's grabbed the attention from around the rest of the league that, hey, he's American. This guy's really, really good. And he's got, the, he's got the attention from the Americans, and he's the attention, obviously, from the Canadian teams with it being the Maple Leafs. And he was the best player last year, the rookie. I, I, no, it was not. Statistically and analytically, you might argue, argue otherwise, but I think for the talent that he had around him, he had better. He had great talent around him. Don't act like he had a bad team around him. Rookies. He had a lot of rookies. Yeah, there. guys that are faster than all the old guys on other teams. That's not. Rookies are good to have. That's not going to be a verdict on this one. No. I don't agree. But if you think that I'm a little bit of a homer on uh, this Toronto-based podcast, and that I'm only choosing Austin Matthews because he's from Toronto, there was another uh, Toronto individual up for an award. Uh, a certain uh, Michael Babcock. Oh, stop! And uh, was look he... at this Torontoism coming out. Oh, Mike Babcock has never, ever, ever won a Jack Adams Trophy. Many consider him because be he's one an of the overrated coach. Yeah, I said it. Many consider him not this one. Many consider him to be one of the best coaches in the league, and he didn't win it again. And I'm glad. Good. Okay. He did not deserve it this time around. him out. This shouldn't have surprised anybody. Mike Babcock, yeah, he's done a great job uh, with the Leafs rebuild so far, but he lucked into the number one overall pick and a few other rookies, and that one that won the Calder Trophy. Tortorella took a borderline playoff team 
won 16 games in a row, okay, 16 games in a row, and made everybody talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets. We, uh, where is Columbus again? We don't know. We, we know. S- well, uh, kind of. It's <laughs> in Hawaii somewhere. Okay. He managed to get people to talk about a team nobody wants to talk about, and everybody wanted Tortorella to fail. Yeah. He just he has that reputation of just everyone just waiting for him to blow up. The media there are waiting for him to blow up, and he didn't. So yeah, he deserved it. So you can't say I'm a homer on that one. Babcock, I'm sorry, you didn't deserve it. If there was a general manager of the year award, then maybe Lou Lamorello wins that one. But I can't give too much credit for Mike Babcock. He he had some talented players on the ice. Yeah, I, that's yeah. It. I'm happy. You can't tease me like that, Matthew. You no, can't you, get me going did, like that. You did say one thing. You said Mike Bab- Babcock is overrated. I'm not sure where that's coming from. It's coming from left field somewhere. Um, because I don't know what he's done since he got here to prove... It's about his whole career. That he's not overrated. It's about his whole career. He's had, he's had but he lineups left, he, he left the Red Wings, and now the Red Wings have imploded. When they, when they didn't have any more prospects, he left. He's back. He should be. He's underrated. He is. He is the smartest coach of the year. Um, but listen, let's not say anything ludicrous uh, anymore in this section. So all I'm going to end with is uh, Connor McDavid took home pretty much everything because he's the best player in the league. You know what? We can agree on that. Yeah, that's a verdict right there. Yeah, it is. It let's, is. Uh, let's, cool, let's cool down. Cool down. We should mention really quick, actually, one trade that just actually happened a couple hours ago. Jordan Eberle, uh was traded to the New York Islanders. Uh, they, the Oilers have finally managed to get rid of a guy that you have to think they've been trying to get rid of for years. Uh, and they traded him for Ryan Strom. Any thoughts on this? Mm, a lot of people are quick to blame the Oilers and say they're losing this trade and Shirelli's a little crazy. I think it's more of a salary dump. Everly's making $6 million a year, which is a lot for his production. Which has been disappointing. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. I think they, they finally managed to... They, they, got, they did the same thing with the Taylor Hall trade. It was one of those where people thought that they lost that trade. But... I think that they realized that they, these players were not getting... They weren't the players they thought they were drafting. They weren't getting the production that they thought they were. They worked with them for a long time. I believe he's 27 now. Yeah, he's not young. He's not young anymore. He's prime of his career, and I don't really see any great upside to him. Ryan Strom, he, he's been disappointing so far, but he's had four years less disappointment That's true. than Jordan Eberle has. So yeah, I, I suppose it's a throw-in. I, it's a turning page from the first round picking Oilers that didn't work. So I say congratulations to the Oilers. I have no, I have a nothing. It's a nothing them trade. Already. I am. So it's a nothing trade. So don't even know why you brought it up. Moving up. I didn't bring it up. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, there is a, an Italian. There's an Italian name on the Blue Jays. Is he Italian? Siciliani. <laughs> oh, there is many Italian names apparently. Gibbons. Biagini <laughs> is what we're talking about. Joe Biagini. I don't. He's, he's American, right? Yes, that's but correct. Schumann Italian background. I don't know. Um, he has been in the rotation since a certain Mexican last name, Aaron Sanchez, went down. That's got correct. Injured. Should he stay in the rotation or should he go back to the bullpen now? I'm a little upset that this is even a conversation, Matt. He well, has been. 
He's been a very effective starter for the Jays. Minus one start. Which minus, means, yeah, yeah, minus a star. Yeah. If you look at his win-loss record, you might be fooled. He's 2-6 and six right now. He's not getting run support at all. No. Uh, but he is... I think you should put your worst starter in the bullpen if it comes to this. You want your starters to be the best players because they pitch more innings. Mm-hmm. Being a starter is much more important than bullpen. Your worst starter right now is Francisco Liriano. Mm-hmm. And he. this should be no surprise. When the Jays traded for him last year, he was terrible. He had a 5.46 ERA when they traded for him. What is he is in he a right weak now? National League? 5.46 last it's, year. It's like 5.4, yeah. 5.3 this year. He had a hot two months in a new league last year, and everyone thought he was amazing. No, he's not. He, he's below average. I, I agree. Um, BG is where I come from. BG is 27. Yeah. Okay, so he's 27. He's he's still under contract until 2021. And he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Next year, the Jays are going to need him in the rotation anyway, because you're losing Liriano, which no great loss, and Estrada, his contract's up. Um, they could re-sign Marco Estrada, because I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of interest with the way that he's pitching this year, and he throws like 85, so it's not really... You know, he's getting up there in age. So he's on a contract yet. I don't rule out the possibility that he returns, but I don't think it, I don't think it really matters. Because either way, if Liriano's gone, you're going to need another starter. And the only way Biagini does not go into the bullpen, I believe, is if the Blue Jays' best pitcher, Roberto Asuna, is finally stretched out into the rotation. And I don't know. Why is, if you say that the bullpen is not as important as the rotation, which we all know, why is Roberto Asuna not already in this rotation? I have an answer for you. I'm glad you asked, Matthew. Oh, good. He doesn't have a large pitch repertoire. I don't believe his stuff works as well out of the rotation as it does in the bullpen. I think he's great in three-out, occasionally six-out situations. He's But he yes. doesn't have that many pitches. He needs to get one. He, he needs to knuckle, learn, yeah. Knuckle curve. Some kind of fork ball. Well, you can teach him. You can tweet him. <laughs> tweet <laughs> at Roberto Asuna. He could be listening. May I suggest one more pitch? That would help. I'm sure he's been... Yeah, that's a valid point. I'm glad you brought it up. I still think the Jays would like to stretch him out at some point. He's still very young. Yeah. And I think that you can go back to the bullpen if it doesn't work out. But I don't think it matters for Biagini. You have to leave him in the rotation. Because of the one guy that you were talking about, Liriano. Okay? Here's my thoughts on Francisco Liriano. It's my word of the day today. Word of the day? Yeah. Unreliable. Unreliable. Okay? <laughs> He's too unreliable to start, right? He, yes. He's too unreliable to put in the bullpen. I. He's too unreliable to pick the right kind of milk at the grocery store. He's too unreliable to sharpen my favorite pencils. He is so unreliable. He has great stuff. What? Who cares if he has great stuff if he can't find the strike zone? When you see a guy who throws knives at children, you're like, oh, you know, this guy hit one, hit little Timmy in the head, but he has great stuff. Who cares if he has great stuff? If he's not accurate, he shouldn't be here. Okay? Liriano, he can go in the bullpen. He can go to Buffalo. It doesn't really matter. It shouldn't affect Joe Biagini. He should be in the rotation. He's one of the best five pitchers that the Blue Jays have right now to put in the rotation, so he needs to be there. you got to have the five best ERAs available in your rotation, which is Stroman, Sanchez, Hap, Biagini, and Estrada. Bye-bye, Liriano. Okay, now I know your little sense of about little Timmy. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, I wouldn't send Liriano to Buffalo. 
The Jays could use a left-hander in their bullpen. Who's a left-hander? Francisco Liriano. Shove him in the bullpen. He's just gonna he's gonna be all over the place. Gonna be wild. Why don't I think you, you, you could try him in the bullpen? You, yeah, you can put him in the bullpen as long as you already have the hook ready. Like you need to have a hook on his jersey ready with you a could, little with a little leash that uh, Gibbons kind of has access to and pulls. But I wouldn't even trust Gibbons with it because sometimes he doesn't pull guys. Give the reins to Leaper. I say give Tim Leaper the reins. Friend of the show, Tim wow. Leaper. Friend of the the show. reins to hook Liriano out of the game if he throws a ball. A ball. A ball. A single a singular ball. You're getting you're a little You gotta little pound the strike zone. But we're not we're not fans of Liriano is what we're coming out. Get him out of the rotation. Keep be a genie. That's a verdict. Thank you. Uh let's put something else up to the jury, Matt. Okay. What we have here? It's basketball off season. We got draft. We got free agents signed. We got trades left, right, and center. We got rumors all over the place. But you want that? You want to know one team who really hasn't been connected to anyone or done anything yet? The Vancouver Grizzlies. Ah, well, one current team. Oh, I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. You guessed it. You win. No prize, but you guessed it correctly, man. Wow. Who would have thought? Matt, what are the Raptors gonna do in the off season? I have like, no clue myself. Yeah, I, I have. I, I've run into a small, little, incy-wincy problem with the Toronto Raptors oh. beginning. Just the smallest one, okay? It's a ten-letter name, five letters in the first name, five letters in the last name. Any ideas? Serge Ibaka. It is. That's actually really good. Wow. Masai Ujiri. Oh. <laughs> Masai Ujiri. Since arriving in Toronto, he's done a spectacular job. He's had a vision and steadily improved the team. In fact, every past season has been an improvement since until the last season, which was a slight step back. Kate hasn't improved. I'm losing faith in Masai, wow. though. He's got me all confused. Okay, He trades away the team's best three-point shooter in turns for us for Serge Ibaka, which wasn't a bad trade. I think it okay? was. Then, well, we'll come back to that, then after losing to the Cavs, a team that we all knew the Raptors were going to lose to anyway... The Ujiri comes out and says the team needs a culture change and hints to shooting more threes. I, this has got me all confused. I'm thinking, okay, change is coming. Then he's gonna he's gonna stick with du- then he says he's gonna stick with Dwayne Casey. So so we're gonna we're gonna change the culture with the same coach coaching. How does this work? The Raptors are rebuilding their culture and shooting more threes by keeping the same coach and trading away their best three point shooters in Ross, and they're probably going to maybe lose Lowry. It just, it just doesn't make any sense, the direction this team is going right now. I, I'm not going to... I am I agree. I, it's, it's questionable. I'm not going to say Dwayne Casey is the problem. I don't think you can make lemonade out of oranges and apples. You can try. Which is what Dwayne Casey's been given. The league is a three-point-centered league. The Raptors lost against the Cavaliers mainly because of their three-point shooting and LeBron, but they killed him on the three-point line. He needs some three-point shooters to work with. Who's he got? Kyle Lowry, maybe. Mm, yeah, maybe. Tamar DeRozan, no, nope, doesn't shoot. Serge Ibaka is now yeah. your best three-point shooter. And he's not under contract. No. I, problem for me, I don't know about Casey. I don't know if Casey wants to make lemonade. Why did, maybe he wants to make ginger ale. Give him some lemons to let him try. <laughs> You're going to keep him. <laughs> I guess we'll find out if he wants to make lemonade or ginger ale because ginger ale is not going to get it done. But we won't even find out unless he gets the lemons to try it. He needs the lemons. That is the three-point shooting, Matt. 
The Raptors need a three-point shooter. That's they do, and they need to defend better when other teams throwing lemons at them. Yes. If well, this isn't is very clear, like this isn't my problem. I'm losing. Masai Ujiri is not being clear and focused with the team. Masai not Ujiri like this podcast. This podcast <laughs> is extremely clear. Just like cloudy lemonade. That's how clear we are. Cloudy. But I, here's, here's my. Ibaka has resigned. Basically, he's saying that he's. He hasn't. He hasn't resigned. No. So Ibaka has not resigned. <laughs> but he will resign. And it's a no brainer for them to resign him because otherwise the rush trade is a total bust. Total bust if you don't re-sign Serge Ibaka. That's true. So they will do that's a no-brainer. What about Cal Lowry? What are we going to do about this Cal Lowry lemon situation? Well, he is he is their best three-point shooter at this point. If they can re-sign him. I think they need to re-sign him. What if they don't? Who are they going to pick up? Nobody. Exactly. You need to be the best you can be. You can't just let a guy go then replace him with Corey Joseph starting. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> This is a no-brainer. Don't resign him, Lowry. He's 31. He's 31 years old. He's going to be looking for a max deal or close to it. Yes. Uh, he's disappeared at times in the playoffs. And in this past season, he played the fewest games in his Toronto tenure. He's getting injured a lot of time, maybe injury-prone. Do you want to be stuck to an injury-prone, declining 35-year-old point guard who is, still has one more year left on a max deal in four years' time? I think the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, Matt. Well, by the time, but that when that happens, LeBron is going to be in a wheelchair, like already, you know, sipping his coffee or whatever he does, is watching from the game, GM blowing up teams left, right, and center. He's going to be retired in five, six years' time, and you're going to have nobody that you can go with because Lowry's going to be right there next to him. So you should let Lowry walk, blow away DeMar DeRozan's prime years, and sign Abaka, who's like the same age as Lowry. You it have doesn't to, make sense. You have to resign Ibaka. You, you have Valanchunas, who is still great trade potential bait if you want to move him away in the next couple of years. And also, he's you know he's one of the better centers in the league currently. It's just a dying position. But you, I don't think you resign Lowry. I, you, if you don't know the direction you're going with, I'm afraid of making any big moves. They made a big move at the trade deadline and it didn't work. They got blown out. To a team that they're going to lose to. Everybody knows they're going to lose to again anyway. They're good enough without Lowry to still make the playoffs. Why not continue to stay, to stand pat and sign somebody when that becomes a better point guard or trade Valanciunas for a point guard that you can have in the future? You don't know there's going to be someone that comes better that's going to want to sign to Toronto. Toronto hasn't signed that many free agents over the years that are big names. I don't even think Lowry wants to stay. What? We don't know that. We don't know. We, you can't speculate on that. The last time he was a free agent, he wanted to stay. He took a pretty decent deal and stayed with the Raptors. That's all we know. That's all we know. I think Kyle Lowry's going to the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Rumors are rampant everywhere about everything. We don't know this. That's true. But I, I wouldn't reset. I can't. Obviously, on a short deal. Two, three-year deal. Okay, fine. No problem. But he's not going to look for that deal. He's going to be looking to get paid. And he should be because... He's one of the better point guards in the league. It just it's gonna in the future has potential to hurt a franchise, especially when you have teams like the Lakers trying to clearly dump salary um, with the Brook Lopez deal in order to get Paul George or LeBron James or whatever they want to do in the future. You you're always gonna have some some type of team that way, so 
I just I can't commit to a 31 year old who's getting hurt for another five years on a max deal. So your solution is to get worse by not signing him, probably not signing anyone even close to his skill level over the next five years. Slightly worse for one year it's is my solution. It's a crummy situation, Matt, but what else? Like, you can't get worse. You, you need to strive to be better. I don't know. I'm all confused. They're all confused. Masai's got me all confused. You've got me confused. You've... <sighs> It is not an easy position to be in that you, Jerry, has to make these decisions because I'm sure he's having these debates at the kitchen table with his pet panda or whatever he has. So I just don't know which direction the Raptors want to go. I just hate when people start talking about the term rebuild. No, you can't rebuild the second best team on paper, arguably, in the East. You can't do that. You can't rebuild. But no. you also can't re- sign a 31-year-old point guard yes, to a five-year max contract. You absolutely no, you can. can. No, you can't. What? Watch. Watch. <laughs> well, you can. <laughs> you, you just Someone's going to sign him to a big deal. Yeah. Are you going to call the Spurs fools when they sign him to a big deal? No, because they're in win-now mode. The Raptors are too. This, is prob- this could be the closest the Raptors ever get to a championship. They have a giant LeBron-sized wall in the way. And they're just going to be good in five years when he's done? We don't know that. You can't just give up five years and say, hey, fans, not we're not going to try. Years, I'm giving up one year. You can't just say we're going to give up one year. And then trade Valanciunas or trade somebody. Oh, Resign P.J. Tucker. There you, you go. Are... The word of the day comes back, Matt. Your Raptors views are unreliable. <laughs> I thought you were going to get the word of the day wrong, as usual. No. But you did a good job on this one. Okay. Let's get to something a little bit, uh, a little bit unreliable. Little <laughs> Should we bit... say it? Unreliable. Um, there is a fight happening. That's not just between you and I. No. Where is the fight? Is it? Is it in Vegas? It is in Vegas, yes. So maybe there will be. More Vegas. Yeah. There'll be two fights. Me and you and this one. And then some hockey fights. Yeah. Three many, fights. many fights in Vegas. Vegas is going to be the city of sin. Oh, wait. It already is. Conor McGregor is fighting Floyd Mayweather. Let's hold for a second for some shock reaction. Oh my goodness. No one saw this coming. No. Except everybody. <laughs> um, you know my feelings on this fight. This is Floyd Money Mayweather against Roger Federer. That's, I've, always, I've always said. I believe the odds makers, the odds makers have failed with this fight as yeah. well. No one in their right mind is putting money on McGregor to win this fight. Okay? At plus 375, no chance. Plus 475. Give me 575. Give me a Ferrari. I don't care. You can't put money on McGregor to win this fight. No one's touching it. Okay, so let's put money on Floyd Mayweather. Uh, can't do that either. It's minus 550. What's the point? So from the gambling aspect, I don't think this fight has any interest. Not like the Manny Pacquiao fight had. No, but it's got more interest from the worldwide standpoint because you've got... Mike's martial arts fans and boxing fans and you've got everyone who doesn't know a thing about boxing interested. Until it doesn't go well. Until the fight happens and yeah. everyone realizes Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Money Mayweather is a boring fighter, is very defensive. Yeah. The only question here is how long is it going to take for Mayweather to win? What's your what's your bet? I've been back and forth for two reasons. Um, I don't ever remember seeing Mayweather knock anyone out. Nope. Um, it has happened 26 times apparently I don't know what these knockouts 
when they happened, who they were against, I couldn't tell you. But Conor McGregor isn't a boxer. He's, he's not going to win on points. You can't win at a game that you've never played before against the best player of that game in the world. You just you can't win on points. So the only way Conor McGregor is going to beat Floyd Mayweather is to knock him out. Which means Conor McGregor is going to get knocked out. Because he's going to go at Mayweather and he's going to leave himself vulnerable. So I'm going to say six rounds. Six rounds. I think the first few rounds McGregor will play it safe. Then he'll leave himself open and this fight will be over. And everybody then will give Floyd Mayweather way too, way, way, way too much credit for the knockout. Uh, I, I can't predict something that I've never seen before. I, Mayweather doesn't knock guys out. I'm giving him a 12 <laughs> it's rounds. A, he's a 50% knockout ratio and none of us have ever seen Does him. Does he really? Yeah. 26 of 40, was it 50, 49? What is he at? He got to 50, I think, right? Shows you how much boxing has died. Yeah. Uh, all I know is they're both going to collect their paychecks in the most meaningless fight in boxing history. That's yep. Uh, one I do, I do want to share this. I've never shared a conspiracy theory on the show before because I, for one, hate conspiracy theories. But I have one about this match. Okay. I think there is a chance that there could be a fix in this match. Oh. Think. Just humor me here, Matt. Oh. Okay. Floyd Mayweather loves money. Conor McGregor. The only thing he loves more than money is more money. <laughs> Conor McGregor, same boat. He likes money. He loves money and attention. What if they're going to make the biggest payday in their lives on this match? What if they come together, they say, hey, Conor, why don't you win this match? It'll shock the world, and then everybody in the world is going to want a rematch. It's going to be crazy. It's meaningless. No one, there's no title on the line. Do you think it's an you, exhibition fight. Do you think you could pull it off? Absolutely. What <laughs> crazier things have happened? I, I, I thought you that. were gonna say that Brock Lesnar was gonna come in with the chair and jump into the ring and join in with the fight as well. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about fixing matches. Well, on that, on that, we'll end that topic. Um, the verdict does not support any match fixing whatsoever. No, let's clarify that's, that. Let's clarify that. But if you do know of any fixed matches, please let us know prior to the betting doors closing. Call our uh, anonymous tip hotline, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we gotta make a little bit of money too. Yeah, we do. Um, so there you go. We like money. That's the verdict. Wow, money. You know who, uh, you know, you know someone who doesn't like money? Uh, it's gotta be the Davis family. Yeah, they don't like money. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend this further and say the Oakland Raiders organization does not like to have too much money at any at any point. Um, I have some terrifyingly grim news coming from the National Football League. Oakland Raiders fans, it's time to run for the hills because they've just signed someone to a 125 million dollar contract, and usually that doesn't go so well. Uh, this is the team that gave Jamarcus Russell 68 million dollars. Darren McFadden, $60 million. Tommy Kelly, $51 million. Javon Walker, $50 million. And everyone's favorite cornerback, D'Angelo Hall, $70 million. Smackaroons. And they've reached into their pockets again um, because they haven't spent in a few hours. And they found money to sign the highest paid player in the NFL, Derek Carr. Is this... 
Is this a good move, Andy? You know, first off, I sense a little uh, distaste from you, Matt. I'd like to change your outlook on this. Ooh. What if the Oakland Raiders are just trying to support the local economy by <laughs> giving high-paying jobs away? That's true. They've That's given right. many, and probably more than anybody except for the Washington Redskins. That's true. Uh, yeah, Derek Carr, highest-paid player in the world of football. It's ridiculous, Matt. Well, yeah, because he's not the best player. He's not the best player in the world. He's not really even close. No, so even if he was the second best player in the world and he's paid the best player in the world, he's overpaid. Yeah, but there's a handful of guys you could say that should earn more from him because they're more proven and they're better at this point. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, they're all more proven than him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's overpriced. It's ridiculous. But that's the way that the economy's going. That's the way that the market's going. It's the way that the cap sports are going. Um, every every year they have a sa- what's the point of having a salary cap if they just raise the cap every couple of years I get it for you know um, the influx of pay and salary and all this stuff I get it. I understand it but it just it just means that you can the, the best can still stay the best and Derek Carr is not the best player out there he's now being paid as the best player out there so obviously it's overpriced but I think in five years this deal won't look that bad no the way that the cap is going so I'm going to give the Raiders a pass because at least at least Derek Carr is young and can play football which is two things that usually when they throw money at players they cannot do either one of those two things or have not been proven that they can do one of those two things and unlike everyone's favorite middle linebacker that signed a five year 40 million dollar deal and only played three poor years yes in the black and silver Rolando McLean. Hey This is not the worst move the Raiders have ever done. At least it's a quarterback and it's the most valued position and they don't have to worry about that position. So long as Derek Carr doesn't turn into a turkey. Turkey. You gotta be hungry, man. Uh, he could turn into a turkey, though. There's risk here. You, there's, you know why there's more risk? Because he's wearing a Raiders uniform. Yeah. If, if, I, if the Patriots re-sign, even if it's not Brady, if, if they have Derek Carr and they re-sign... Their quarterback to five years. Nobody bats an eyelid. If the Steelers, Joe Flacco, when he got a deal, everyone's like, that's kind of crazy. But still, it was a Raven, so it's like, okay, fine. And he just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And with the Ravens, with the Raiders, it just seems like disaster always when they throw a lot of money at a singular player. This is a this is another team that's moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. Clearly they like to gamble. And yeah. this is a huge gamble. This guy. Derek Carr, he's a one-winning season. Has he won a playoff game? No, sir. No. He's never won a playoff game. And they, yeah. Yeah, he's good, but he's unproven. What if he doesn't come back from this broken leg like he was before? We don't know these things. Maybe you should wait a year before you pay him. Do they need to pay him right now? Like, I, I didn't even look whether they needed to pay him right now. Uh, I don't think so. I just think they don't like money. or They, they like to play with house money. They Living do. on the edge. Raiders. Good thing they're going to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's, per- it's a perfect match for them. Here's a question. Yes. Who deserves the money more? Floyd Derek Mayweather. Carr, Floyd Mayweather, or Conor McGregor? <sighs> or the real deal James Neal? Go with the real deal James the real Neal. Deal. He deserves the money because he's already in Vegas and he needs money to place at the casinos. Derek Carr. None of them need money or deserve money, but at least Derek Carr can play or have shown that he can play for a year, which Jamarcus Russell never did. Matt, 
We'll get a verdict. It's too much money right now. Yeah. And it's silly, but... We still like it. It's still pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's keep this gambling Las Vegas theme going. I think this I know where the, you're going. This has been our most gambling asphyxiated show ever. It's That's true. We've tried to get a hand in everyone's pocket. Fixed yeah. deals, May- Mayweather, Raiders, yeah. Lemons. Everything Vegas. Um, yeah. Uh, so, without further ado, it's time for my favorite time of the week. It's time for your pick of the week. My pick of the week. Yours will be probably wrong, so I'll just share mine you wanna, first. You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Now, what does the Vegas sports book have this week? The Vegas, the Vegas sports book this week, not Las Vegas, of course. Uh, I'm gonna go a little, a little bit east of Las Vegas, a little bit north, still in the United States, a little bit above Columbus. You don't know where that is. Wow. Yeah, I'm lost now. Uh, we're we're going to Why? the state of Wisconsin, and we're going Ooh. to the Milwaukee Brewers. Did you say a little bit north? A little That's bit a lot north, north from Vegas. We're going okay. to the Milwaukee Brewers organization. They're currently leading the NL Central. I know why you're going with the Brewers. You know, you got a first-hand look at the team now. Is that I what did. it? You go it's a beautiful you, stadium. You went to the stadium. You watched the mascot do the boo, the slide, and now all of a sudden you realize this un. Charted talent yes. that is the Milwaukee Blues. You need to go and see the lights, Matthew. <laughs> okay. okay, they're currently a game and a half up in the NL Central. They're winning the division. So you think, oh, their odds of winning the division this yeah, year is probably like even money, right? No, no. It's huge. They're paying plus 600 to win the division. They're That's winning crazy. it right now. That's crazy. It's absurd. I'm, I'm putting all my money on it. Oh. This is the gambling show. All of the money. Matt, we've had two and a half months of baseball already. That is the litmus test. They are a good team. We don't know how it happened. We don't know where it happened. No. Eric Thames became a good hitter. And the Cubs have come back down to earth. Their pitching yeah. is aging. Their hitting is not that great. Kyle Schwarber just went to the minors. It's a, this is their division to take this year. I believe in the Brew Crew. And so should you. Did you buy a jersey when you were there? No. You I, got a free t- I got a free t-shirt. Oh, that's why. He lo- Andy loves free giveaways. <laughs> Any team can buy him out with a free giveaway. It's all about money, Matt. I'm going to stick with baseball. Go. I'm going to stick with a division win. But I'm going to keep it a little a little south and a little east from Wisconsin. But we're still east from Ohio. We're, we're going to go to Boston. That okay. is, yeah. We're yeah. going east. We're going right across the coast here. Yeah. Coast to coast wow. gambling. Uh, the Red Sox. Uh, half game back of the New York Yankees. Yes. The Yankees started off very hot. They've slowly been coming down to earth a little bit. The Blue Jays are only five games back or something from these two teams. Yeah. The, the Yankees haven't been that good. They've looked that good. They've been hitting really good. Aaron Judge has been hitting really well. The rotation isn't that good. And I think that the Red Sox, uh, they're, they're easily going to win the AL East this year. They, they have a stronger rotation and... They're going to overtake. They're only a half game back. Even if the Yankees were three to four games up, everybody predicted the Red Sox were going to win the division at the start of the year, and I, I, I'm not going to disagree with them. Now, you're not going to get even money, but I can get you close to even money. What's well, the payout? If you put your money on them now, it's negative 120, so it's pretty much even money. So if you're yeah. going to do it, do it now, before Derek Carr and Floyd Mayweather take all of the world's money. It's all, it's all about the money. It's, this whole podcast has been about the money. That's that's all from us this week from Matt Money Ice Hartley and uh, Big Money Andy Money Reading. That's money. Take care. Of course, dismissed.
gonna put a hex on <laughs> You